welcome to Two Book Minimum, because life's too short to read one book at a time. I'm Monica Fumarolo. Well, hello there. I took an unintentional break for a few weeks, but fear not, dear listeners, because I come bearing books. It has been a bit of a slow reading season for me as of late. The first quarter of the school year is almost done, and there have been quite a few commitments on my plate. As such, when I'd settle in to read in the evenings, I'd often find myself so comfy and cozy with my dog, book, and a blanket that reading time suddenly became nap time. On the one hand, is that kind of a bummer? Of course. I like what I'm reading. I've been enjoying the plots and stories and characters, and I dearly want to know what happens next. But also, isn't that kind of what this time of year is all about? In the part of the U.S. where I live, the temperatures dropped overnight this past week. I was sweating on Monday and bundled up in a sweater by Friday. The bright, beautiful leaves adorn the trees for now, while Halloween decorations are popping up, offering ghouls and giggles. Heck, even Ed Sheeran, one of my favorite musicians, just released an entire album full of fall vibes called Autumn Variations. Yes, it's the most magical time of the year, where even Mother Nature is urging all of us to take a beat, slow down, Enjoy the scenery, because soon enough, all this color will be replaced by a whole new landscape. There are all kinds of books that are perfect for this season. There's dark academia and horror and murder mysteries. But in this episode, I'm sharing my thoughts on two books from a relatively recent subgenre that I've come to adore in the past few falls. Cottagecore, cozy, witchy romances. I'll be talking about a release from earlier this year, The Modern Girl's Guide to Magic, but first is the book that got me into this whole realm in the first place, The X-Hex. Having grown up with tales of certain boy wizard and the weekly TGIF viewing of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, of course I dreamed of one day getting to go to a magical school of my very own. Instead, I went to a more mortal college town, but imagine if it had been infused with a little bit of the supernatural and you get the setting for The X-Hex, written by Aaron Sterling and published in 2021 by Avon. When Vivian was a student at the magical college in her hometown, she quickly fell in love and was promptly heartbroken by Rise Penhallow, a descendant of the town's founders who was only around briefly as a foreign exchange student of sorts. Fueled by devastation and a bit of vodka, she reacted pretty much exactly the way you'd expect someone to in her situation. She put a curse on him. In her defense, she didn't think it was real or that it would actually work. But nine years later, when Rise comes back to town to deal with the local ley lines, it turns out that Vivian and Rise have a hex to break, some unfinished business to attend to, and more than a few unresolved feelings. Sparks fly and cats talk in this swoony and laugh-out-loud comedy of errors. There's a lot to like with what Sterling has put together here. She's crafted a Gilmore Girls-esque small-town setting in Georgia and a rule system that makes sense for the plot she's carrying out. There's a cast of quirky characters, the chaos is a bit over the top, but the stakes are both hilarious and just high enough to keep readers invested. Even better, in my opinion, is that Sterling set up multiple opportunities for spin-off stories to take place in this cozy universe, which she promptly did by writing and releasing The Kiss Curse the following year. The final book in the trilogy is currently slated for 2024, and while I don't think you necessarily have to read them in order... It's certainly more cohesive and fun if you do. Double, double, toil and trouble. Light magic stories are often centered around an outsider, someone who doesn't quite fit in, who is trying to find their place. 
Mishaps are bound to ensue along that journey, even when magic isn't involved. So if you're going to add that into the mix, there's even more hijinks to contend with, as is the case in The Modern Girl's Guide to Magic by Lindsay Hall, published by Bonnie Dune Press in 2023. Arya does not exactly have a natural talent when it comes to her abilities as a witch. Her spells, despite her best intentions, do have a tendency to go haywire. There are only really two things she knows for sure. One, her abilities with magical plants are the one exception to this rule. And two, she will never forgive the billionaire mage, Callan Hawthorne, for destroying the property where her dearly departed grandfather's spirit had still been accessible. Of course, now that we know these things, the plot that unfolds can only go one way. A competition is being held in Arya's magical hometown of Charming Cove by an eccentric but highly successful magical gardener, the winner of which will inherit his business and become his successor. Arya and her family need to win to keep their humble apothecary afloat while Callan is looking to expand his business empire. Will these competitors have it out for one another, or will they be too busy falling for one another? This book was light and, as the name of the town aptly suggests, quite charming. I particularly enjoyed how there were just enough references to pop culture to suggest that these witches exist in a world alongside our own, moving back and forth between them. It's just another town, and boy do you wish you were there. I also loved the whole plants angle. After all, it's nothing short of magical when I'm able to keep a house plant alive, and by incorporating gardening, it grounded the story in something completely relatable. For those interested, a companion novel is already out, how to fake date a vampire. And that's the story for now. I'm currently reading Champions of Fate by Kendari Blake and rereading The Golden Compass by Philip Pullman. Until next time, happy reading. <laughs>